0: Hello, you are listening to the Omnitalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the AM consumer and retail group, Takeoff, Sezzle, and Silk. The Omnitalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week too. Today is September 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of omnichannel retailing. Right from the couch of our hotel in Las Vegas under some lady's bum.
1: Yeah, at grocery shop. Yeah, we're all, this is great, Ed. I feel like we're in like with, I actually feel like we look like we're at the beginning of when Harry met Sally, when they're like interviewing all the old couples, which is very fitting for us. But yeah, if you're watching on video, there's a picture of like a guy, half body, the bottom half of a guy and a woman swimming behind us. But it's the only place we have to record right now because we're under time pressure. We're at a grocery shop. it
0: It's the only place that we have to record, but Chris really likes this backdrop. So, I mean, what Chris wants, <laughs> (laughs) Chris gets so. If you are listening online, it might be worth giving the YouTube video just a quick, just a quick look to get some context of just how ridiculous this looks. But anyway, Chris, we're we're done with grocery shop. We We are wrapped it up. We are such a fun conference. It's a great
1: conference. I know it's so much fun. It's my favorite conference. I think of. That we've been to. Yeah. In in reality, like I think it's my favorite conference we've been to. Learned a lot, talked about a lot, a lot of good discussions. Although one thing still remains unsolved, Dan. Yes. And that is, and this is going to surprise a lot of viewers. We're going to talk a lot about grocery related stuff in the podcast, but just to have a little fun in the beginning, what is the correct way to order an extra dirty martini? Is it extra dirty or is it filthy? What is your take on that?
0: I am. Well, when I was a bartender, it was called a filthy martini. But you just say extra dirty. I so. say
1: extra dirty. Yeah. Now, for those watching, listening, let us know the answer. I'm dying to know because I don't want to make a fool of myself when I'm, you know, in front of the barkeep. That might be impossible. So let's just hope. Maybe this will help one up you a little bit a little less. But uh, so I've got a long way to go. You've got a long way to go. Yeah, have yeah. Got a long way to go. Um. Okay. You're- you're staying in town all weekend. Oh, too. yeah, I am. I'm leaving. to. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I'm doing my Peter, Paul and Mary. But you're you're Mr. Army talks coming in. You yeah, guys are going to do the weekend up. Right. Right.
0: I mean, if by doing the weekend up right means sleeping <laughs> and reading a book all weekend <laughs> and trying to, like, decompress after the extraordinary amount of content we just put out over the course of the last three weeks. Oh, then, my yes. God. Yeah.
1: Content funnel was high.
0: So much to check out. Yeah. Make sure that if you didn't, um, if you, especially if you weren't here, but we have live streams from every day of the show. Thanks to our partners, there, um, up shop upside and firework. Um, We also have a, Bunch of podcasts that we put out uh, throughout this week from Microsoft and a lot of the Microsoft partners that were that showed up at at Grocery Shop this week. Really great insight in those podcasts. So yeah. make sure to check those out as well. Yeah,
1: and then and then Tenta did his report on Instacart too. I'm going to put all this in the newsletter tomorrow too for you guys to see those that get our newsletter. But uh, yeah, and I think we should get to the headlines now. Let's what do, do you think? it. Let's do it. All right. Well, today's Fast Five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of Manifest. Where can you get unprecedented access to the people and technologies changing the way the world moves, Uh, I don't know. Where? Only at Manifest, of course. But that's not all. What else can you expect? How about thought leadership, networking? Yes. And also, and that's yes. my favorite part. A little fun. And rumor has it. The show, the the show at the end, the the, the concert entertainment at the end of the show is going to be off the hook. We're just waiting to find out what it's going to be. But register now to join Anne and me at the show January 31st to February 2nd. A special discount link will be available in our show notes. And you can also learn more at manife.st. T. I'm going to read that again because it's it's important to hear it. M-A-N-I-F-E. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on Walmart going big into live stream commerce with our friends at Firework. Oh, yes. Instacart's new connected stores platform. Lowe's and NVIDIA piloting digital twins to help with store operations. Walmart giving their customers checking accounts. Whoa. Hold the phone.
0: Big news there.
1: But first, we take off with what we think is even bigger news out of Amazon this week. And
0: Oh, that's correct, Chris. According to an Amazon memo... Thursday night football drew a record number of prime signups for a three hour period. The company is paying about $1 billion a year for the exclusive Thursday night rights from the NFL. And Nielsen had yet to release the actual viewership numbers for the game as of Tuesday morning, but
1: she's key.
0: Yes. Amazon already knows. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But Chris, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are here. Cause you and I were both like, Oh wow. This is a big big deal.
1: Yeah, for sure. When, yeah, we, we think we're, I think we were like, we were just getting up on yes. Wednesday morning or whatever. And we saw this, we're like, oh, my God. But anyway, I think it's massive. I mean, Mm -hmm. I kind of talked about it. You could probably tell from the way I I said that statement about Nielsen. But I think for me, there's a few important points. One, the NFL is a great get. You're getting new customers, new subscribers. It goes right at Walmart, too, which is all over the NFL. Every Sunday, Walmart's ads are all over the NFL, which I'm going to talk about in a second, too. But secondly, I think it shows the power of the data that Amazon will have for its media network Mm -hmm. via streaming service. And that puts Nielsen on notice, which is what I alluded to. And long term, I think it puts a ton of pressure on Nielsen's service platform. Depending on how this like sur- this streaming landscape evolves, yes, like do we start watching just all of our television through all of our live events through streaming services? Yes, that day could come very soon. Yeah. Um, and Amazon knows who's watching, and that's key. And and they know what items they're purchasing, and they can trace it all back. You mm-hmm. know, they know how long they've watched, what they're watching, what products they saw during the broadcast. But lastly, the other point I make: grocery is huge. As an advertising vehicle for yeah. the Sunday, I don't watch a lot NFL. of live football, so no, right. I don't know
0: that. But yeah, so I was that was enlightening.
1: Most of the ads are all grocery. I mean, a, a grocery and car commercials and like insurance commercials too, or like whatever. <laughs> but like, grocery is heavily, heavily part of the Sunday experience, and so it's a great way for Amazon to hopefully, hopefully buoy Amazon Fresh as it gets going here in the coming years as well. That's the last point I'd make.
0: Yeah. I think I I said this jokingly, but this is like one plus one equals Amazon. Like not only are is Amazon getting What's consumers that? to pay for prime memberships now to get access to these Thursday night football games, but then they're also getting brands who will pay more money to them for their data or who will prioritize the Amazon media network over others. Because like you said, right. they know who's watching. They know where they're watching. They know how long they're watching, which ads they saw. Like, information that has never been available to this level of detail now then you start to add in to that customers can purchase within the app directly from Amazon right. with one click like that's huge and um uh the there's a person this morning from the partnership group uh at Grocery Shop who said that the only thing oh, Katie growing Carlin, yeah. Katie Carlin yes uh the only thing growing faster than retail media networks is connected TV and i thought that was a i mean that that right. took me Took me, it was. I was taken aback by that a little bit because that shocked me. And now you think about Amazon having control of all this and being able to offer this like just another major revenue stream. For
1: when Amazon. I said this to you during that presentation, too, I was like, oh my God, because we were watching Albertsons talk about the retail media net, Pepsi talk yep. about retail media networks all on stage at one time. I was like, Amazon is playing like the graduate level game on this already. Oh my God, like yeah. and they have been for the past five years mm-hmm. where the industry is just now catching up. So a yes. lot to watch there. Kudos to Amazon for continuing to kick some butt in this space. All right. Headline number two, firework announced a strategic partnership with Walmart Connect to test live stream and immersive shoppable video experiences for the retailer. According to a press release, the Firework and Walmart partnership aims to bring shoppable short form social media style videos to Walmart's own digital properties, while also making them available to advertisers, creating a premium video commerce experience. By bringing product discovery and final transactions together under a single immersive experience, Walmart Connect is supporting the entire customer continuum, much in the same way we just discussed in the last story. And I know you got to love this. You got to take a lot of pride on the firework fine too, man. You were on that so well. Early. I,
0: I mean, I think that it's not just, it, I mean, it was intriguing to both of us as an idea yeah. of just kind of how to elevate and, and really do content right. I mean, mm-hmm. I come from advertising where, you know, you are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on, you know, creating a 30 second video and it just doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, been the real unlock here. In addition, I mean, We talked to, we interviewed uh, Vincent Yang, the CEO of Firework, a couple days ago, and we were talking to him, and he said that you know Walmart is actually the first of the Walmart Connect is the first of the retail media networks to be able to offer this content opportunity to their brands. Like no one's been able to do this before. So you think about what we just talking about in the last story, the power of the the retail media network, and now being able to have unique custom content created as a part of that entire process, like. So wonderful. I'm so excited for the firework team. The process is slick. I, I could not oh, say more exciting things about this. I'm excited to see what the further adoption looks like as more retailers are like, holy crap, Walmart's doing this. We better get on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's super slick. Like Vincent Yang, who we interviewed, he could not stop showing me all the ad placements he had like yeah. on Walmart and other retailers. The thing is so slick. It's so easy to shop for from. And dude's on fire, man. Vincent yeah. Yang. And like we and I I was joking on this show floor. I called them retails Nostradamus talking about how this was gonna play out. Like it's not gonna play out in China, it's gonna play out like they've said, you know, shoppable video, live stream comment direct on a retailer's website because that's where your traffic goes. Yep. And it's it's awesome. And I gotta give kudos to Walmart. I mean, the kudos to Walmart lately, and have not yeah. been very hot and heavy no. of late on our way show. to plaster Walmart Connect
0: all over grocery shop. Right. I mean, unavoidable right. it was all over the place. Yeah, um, well, I like this move.
1: I mean, I like, do. you know, I think I want to make sure people know that we are very we try to be as on the level as we can be like, you right. know, and and we call it like we see it when we don't like something. We call it like we see it when we love something. I love this move. I yeah. think it's
0: great. Yeah, I mean, and just for the listeners, like if you want to see this live just to get a sense of what's going on, we just saw Vincent Yang again this morning. Um, They're launching with Old Navy mm-hmm. today Old Navy too. Today, yeah. So go to oldnavy.com. You can see this happening right in front of your okay. very eyes. It's it's fantastic. Um, Fresh Market is another retailer that yeah. they work with in the grocery space if you want to go check it out. But head to their, their own, own websites, not TikTok, not Instagram, right. not Facebook. You go to the brand Website and see just how how great this this can be in action.
1: Yeah, it's pretty slick.
0: All right, Chris, let's go to headline number three. So, Instacart unveiled connected stores on Monday. Ooh. There was quite the buzz around grocery yeah, shop was. for that, uh, which is a bundle of new and existing Instacart platform technologies that are intended to help grocers build a unified, seamless, and personalized experience both online and in store. Now, Sounds okay, so cool. Yes. Now, let me break it down for you. Um, thankfully, Chain Storage has, has bulleted this out for all of us. Um, right. So the connected store platform includes the newest model of the caper cart and AI-powered smart cart,
1: one. Which I can't wait for you to talk about. Yes.
0: A scan and pay feature, which lets customers scan items as they shop and then pay for them using their mobile phone. Carrot tags, which enable retailers to connect electronic shelf labels to the Instacart platform and add functionality like pick to light and other
1: things. Makes sense.
0: Food Storms order management system, which helps retailers manage grab and go and prepared food orders in the store. Um, and then out of stock insights APIs, or an out of stock insights API that helps the retailers provide automatic real time alerts to associates when items are running low or out of stock. Chris,
1: <laughs> tell them what they want, Adam. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Well, th- I wish that this was the only headline know, right? that had like 15 bullets to it, but we have another one that's very complex. Right. Um, but, no, it's but tough. Make sense of this for us. Like, what do you, what do you think of Instacart's announcement?
1: Uh, I don't like, I don't get it at all. Yeah. Like, and, and the funny thing about that, that list seems really long. Right. But when you actually, it's great that you read through it because it's only five things and running a store t- or five or, I don't know how many it was, five or six things. Don't, don't quote me on that listeners, but like it when you run a store, there's so much more involved in it than right. those five things, especially a connected store. Right. And for some reason, Bristol Farms out in California appears to be all in on this. And my question for Neil Stern is like, what are you thinking? Like, I what I don't get most of all is it's just like I said, it's not enough to create a connected store. It shows me that Instacart doesn't have the faintest idea of how to actually run a grocery store. Right. The fact that they're thinking they can pitch this makes no sense to me. I'm going on a rant here again, but I think that's in another indictment of their CEO trying to juice the stuff, trying to juice everything for the IPO. Yeah. Somebody told us never trust somebody that's oh trying God. to raise money, which I think this is totally apropos to that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the way they're putting the tech together via acquisitions and partnering with companies like on the pricing tags, which In essence, I've talked about pricing tags. I love pricing tags. But that makes them appear headed down the road of being like a service integrator. Yeah. like And there's tons of those out there. That's a crowded landscape. And why is Instacart any better at doing the integration on in-store technologies than anyone else? And so... Net-net, the big guys are never going to go for this. Right. The big guys will never do this. The middle guys probably won't do this either Mm -hmm. to this extent, letting Instacart into their store. So that means you're you're fighting for the little opportunities like a Bristol Farms that might go with this because Instacart's likely paying them to do it, to be their Petri dish. But playing in that market is... It's a patchwork you're going to be fighting. against a patchwork of random yeah. stuff trying to do the same thing. And it's a slow grow dogfight at best. So I don't understand how this makes any difference in the long run. Okay. Ran over. What do you think? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. It was, it was thoughts.
0: totally bizarre because people were very divided about this announcement. Yeah, on they were, like some people were coming up to us. Like, did you see the Instacart yeah. booth? Like, look at all these things they can do. And it's like, yeah, Scantical I guess, app, but like- like again to your point, Chris. I think like how are you gonna? I just don't understand how you're gonna make money if it's just the the smaller players who are who are working with you. And just from a resource perspective, like how you still have to onboard right. like a hundred of these individual right. stores versus right. like Great taking point. one giant retailer and working with them to implement this. Great point. I I know Publix is like they're they talk so much about Publix and how they're doing all this work with them, but I mean is is that it? Like, who else are you, are we going right. to really see adopt this?
1: Right. Um, and why haven't we seen the cart in more places Ann? like, seriously, why haven't we seen the cart in more? Places? I don't know.
0: That still doesn't make sense to me. I asked uh, the Instacart team at the booth about the cart, because one of the questions that I have too, is like these smart carts, super cool from a technology standpoint. But When you think about usability and like a mom going into shop and now there's, you've removed the child seat. There's yeah. no child seat now. Like, I don't know, as a mom, are you going to feel comfortable putting your kid in a like some sort of radioactive cart that you're not sure? Like, do you just put them in the
1: basket with all stuff? Tell your story. Like you asked them. I asked them. And the
0: the response from Instacart when I said, are you thinking about putting a child seat back into this at any point in time? The response was we hadn't even thought of that, which I don't know if they were like, that's messing around with me because it seems so Strange that yeah. you wouldn't have even considered that so far. But um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I just I have so many questions around this. I don't understand who's gonna use it. Um, I still think that there's a lot of work to do, even with the integrations. Like the other one I'll just say real quickly is the food ordering, the order management system that you have to still go in. If you don't wanna use the kiosk in store or you wanna order ahead of time, you have to go to a separate site. Download an app, then place your order from the retailer. It's not even integrating with the retailer's app at this point in time, so it still just feels so disjointed and like it's going to take so much hands-on work that the Bristol Farms example is going to be a tell a tell I think.
1: Yeah, and the Scan and Go too, like that. That one's almost laughable to me. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you know how to you know how to coordinate with an online POS. That's much easier than coordinating with an in-store POS. Oh, so, and like light years difference in in what that means. And it's not an easy thing to do.
0: And then, like you said, there's people that can do it. Well, and, but then, then there's the other point of what we've talked about before is like, so you're just going to deploy scan and go and look at what had just happened with Wegmans. Like you, there's no change to the footprint of the grocery store. You have no
1: experience doing it. Right. Right. And you're buying all these companies. You have no experience doing it. So, I just let that we hate this. Right. I mean, I, I think we hate it. Like, I mean, I, don't, I just don't, I don't I'm understand trying to keep it. an open mind. I don't, but I don't understand it at all. I don't understand
0: how this is going to yeah. get you like people more. I don't know. I don't know how this supports yeah. the IPO because I'm, if I'm looking at this as a, as a logistics minded investor, I'm like, I,
1: I yeah. And as soon as, how? as soon as this panoply of stuff is live at Bristol farms in Irvine, California, I'm on a plane. Like legitimately on a plane. Like I want to see how Bristol Farms, which is like a very like beautiful store. Yes. Is going to adapt to all this crazy new technology that you're going to throw into it. But maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, let's keep going, in Headline four, Lowe's has unveiled an interactive virtual model or quote unquote digital twin of two of its stores. According to Chain Storage, the home improvement giant is leveraging technology from nvidia to create photorealistic digital replicas of the stores to enable store employees to visualize and interact with nearly all of the store's digital data the retailer is currently piloting several features with its digital twin solution including ar resets and restocking support ar x-ray vision ar collaboration to update existing digital twins and store visualization and optimization there's also a cool video online that they put out uh with Samantha and you, uh, the CIO and our former friend at Target, the now CIO at Lowe's, it's with the, it's worth the watch. I put it on social media earlier this morning. But Anne, what do you think here?
0: You know, I was really excited to see a pretty big retailer like Lowe's giving this a go. Yeah, um, I think sure. it's fun to see like w- so much of the talk at grocery shop again. I had Zippity on my panel. who's uh, another shelf scanning robot. Like people are trying. Dave Steck's team at Schnooks is looking or is, has been using the robots uh, in the aisle for robots, years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, it's definitely creating a lot of benefits for retailers. And I think this is another example of the theme of grocery shop for me, which was a bettering store operations. Like how do you use this data? Not to just say what's out of stock, not to say like, you know, assign tasks, but, but really like use this to, to create another, this digital twin of your store to be able to learn things from, you know, utilizing this technology in what I believe is a very smart way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent.
0: Um, Chris, before you respond, oh yeah, all right, question, I was just
1: about to respond there, And
0: no, Um, so this is also where AM is going to A CRG is going to put you on the spot. Oh yeah, bring
1: it. So bring it. Think I'm think ready. I'm grocery, grocery shop right? Okay, I got ladies, swing behind me, Ann. I'm yes. ready. All right, right, uh, dive that's in. It's gonna
0: sound weird if people didn't hear the beginning of this <laughs> podcast. All right, Chris. Um, uh, so AM and M CRG, want to know uh, if you return to your days. In store management, like do, 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 like imagine. Like solid days of store management. Okay. If you were told you'd be receiving this technology in your stores. What problems would you first use this tech to solve and which use cases would excite you in, the most in terms of bringing new efficiency to your operations?
1: Ooh, great question. I know. That I like that one a lot. Really good question. Um, so to set the stage, there's really two applications I see with this technology. One yes. is like the headquarters application where they get a digital twin of the store yep. and they can try things, move things around without the CapEx expenditures that you normally would have, right? In or the store
0: is being like, what the hell? We have more important things to right,
1: do. Right, yeah. So it gives you simulation capabilities that, that don't exist otherwise. And then the other part is the store operations side of this. And so what I love about it, when I, when I watched the video and read the article, was I think about it from the perspective of a store walk. Like you yep. do a store walk in the morning, we do it at Target before the store opens, I could literally have this headset on, walk around with my team. My team could have it on too. I could potentially even be piped into headquarters Yeah. and we could look and see, okay, this planogram looks like it's in the right shape. Hey, I don't have inventory here. I need to make sure this is a big hole. I don't have inventory here. I need to get that correct. I need to shoot that up to HQ, get them to send me as what they can, or at least understand what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Or even like pricing too. Like I could walk in and see big red signs in my purview, all in my field of view through through the visual tool that I'm using to say, hey prices we got lots of prices that are right on this aisle let's go work this aisle today let's get the store ready that is an immediate applicable use case i think for this yeah and it's so no brainer to me in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and so i just think it's great kudos to them for doing it
0: i also love the angle too chris that made me think of um you know we talked about you being a district manager and having to drive around to all your stores well that's still very important but like do yeah. you think about improving improving the lives of the district managers yeah. a little bit and maybe like they're visiting one less time per month and they're able to collaborate on some of these things like it's simpler for the stores yep. teams, it's simpler for the district managers, it's simpler for, for the HQ employees to all kind of have the same connection um, and visibility into what's going on in the stores without like that yeah. travel and just wear wear on people that they just don't need you know no
1: it's that's an awesome point i never thought about yeah i could literally do a store walk with all 12 of my stores i could like go monday's this store tuesday's that store you know and i wouldn't even have to necessarily go there yeah it'd be amazing yeah like it'd be a great auditing tool as well
0: all right well let's get to the last headline chris headline number five according to an article in bloomberg coming soon from the world's largest retailer which is Walmart checking accounts.
1: You in Vegas on me there. Oh yeah. Michael Buffer, huh?
0: I don't know who that is. Yeah, okay. Um uh, okay, so here's some key notes on the uh Walmart checking accounts. So, one, which is the name of the venture that's majority backed by Walmart Inc is poised to emerge from the shadows this month. Bloomberg has got some kick ass writing Bloomberg. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Okay, they're going to emerge from the shadows this month, month with digital bank accounts meant for the retail giants, 1.6 million U.S. employees and legions of weekly shoppers. So in the coming weeks, Walmart will start offering the accounts to thousands of workers and a small percentage of its online customers as part of an initial beta test of the new service, according to people with knowledge of the matter. One of my favorite things. Like yeah,
1: people with knowledge of the matter, yes.
0: Inside, insider sources <laughs> report, people... According to people with knowledge of the matter, checking accounts are coming. Now you're doing like the Simpsons. You're like on fire. Today. I, don't know. God, I don't
1: know. I don't I know. I love you at the end of a grocery shop. Oh, this is great. Uh, yeah. I'm, you can tell. I'm at my best. <laughs>
0: um, Chris, what are your thoughts on this
1: headline? I, on this one, too. I mean, I got to give Kudos to Walmart again. I love this one, too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. It's It's going in a direction that I think the industry is going to eventually go down. Um, you know, there's only so many places we want to spend our mind share as consumers and having a checking account or debit account that you can use with a retailer like we do with a Starbucks. Yeah, is just is just a kind of a no-brainer again to me. Yes. Um, and it brings light to a podcast that we had uh about a month ago with Alvier and their mm-hmm. CEO, Yuval Brisker, where they're enabling this for other retailers to do as well. Similar to what Walmart's trying to do here. Walmart is the first mover on this really in the retail landscape in a lot of ways. So it's, it's cool to see again, but it just gives, it gives kudos, I think to, to Avier what they're trying to do gives kudos to us for being in front of this to try to bring it to our audience too. So I'm proud of that. But I, Net, net, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I, the, I, I was had all the same ideas. I mean, that that example of the Starbucks, you know, putting preloading the money into an account just makes so much sense. And I think, especially when you're talking about Walmart for the grocery use case, the essential stock ups, like all the things that you're going to Walmart for, like you're gonna that's that's just one place that you're gonna go, you know, multiple times per month. So it just makes sense to have some sort of connection to be getting more benefit. And ultimately I think pays off the EDLP promise that, you know, millions yeah. of wa- making the lives of millions of Walmart consumers better, um, making their dollars stretch further and giving them a reason to stay connected to Walmart. So I love
1: it. Yeah. You know what else you made me think of as you were talking about, like I didn't Think about this before is we heard John Ferner on stage and he for the first time said Walmart's flywheel, which I don't think I've ever heard Walmart use the word flywheel before. And so that was a big catch for me. And this is that like you know, you get Mm -hmm. the checking account, it makes your media network more powerful, makes your loyalty program more powerful because you can provide discounts and incentives in a greater way Mm and a greater scale. So it's awesome.
0: All right, Chris, let's get to the lightning round. Uh, my first
1: question, I'm scared to get to the lightning round with you today. This oh my was God. like
0: the running joke of grocery shop. So, uh, Chris beyond meat CEO was arrested <laughs> for biting a man's nose during a fight at an Arkansas football game. Chris, have you ever been to a sporting event where you were very concerned for the safety of one part of your body or multiple parts of your
1: body? <laughs> That's a funny question. I didn't think about this before, but generally, whenever I go to a sporting event now, I'm concerned for the safety of my body because they're just that nuts anymore. Oh like when God. I go. Yeah. Was, yeah. I don't really enjoy games. It. I, are you going to I'm just like your average football game or whatever? People just get crazy, you know? So like, I don't know. But anyway, like I'm not a huge like live sporting event guy anymore, but back in the day, I loved it. And so for me, it was the Oakland A's in the early 2000s. Uh, I thought I was going to get a beat down because my buddy Narens was at the game with me. Big White Sox fan. Shouting and cheering for the White Sox like like crazy, and let's just say the Oakland A's face they're a little they're a little they're a little different, and uh, they didn't they didn't take too much pleasure in that one. And it was kind of scary. You told me that story this week, just I had so you I
0: kind of like gave you a little like nudge that you were going one. this way, but uh, I can't believe that I've never been in that scenario. So I'm oh glad yeah, that you survived. and it's
1: happened multiple times at the Oakland Coliseum too. That's not the only time. That's oh that's God. just a crazy place. All right. The FDA felt it necessary to issue a warning against using NyQuil as a chicken marinade. And which NyQuil flavor do you prefer, grape or cherry flavor?
0: Uh, I hate NyQuil, but if I have to take it, grape 100 times over. I hate cherry flavored everything.
1: You hate cherry flavored everything. Oh.
0: I think it's because NyQuil make root really?
1: cherry flavoring. What about maraschino cherries? You like a maraschino cherry? That's
0: yeah, I guess. Like the, an act, I'll eat an actual cherry. Okay. I just don't like the cherry flavoring. she's so like a Slurpee. She so could go with a
1: Bing. A Bing is a Bing is. Good. Oh, I like uh, I like, like the Rainier. I'm Partial to the Rainier. Rainier cherry. Yeah, I like a Rainier over, over sweeter, a Bing. Too. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Okay, Chris. Uh, Yay told Gap this week that he's pulling the plug on their partnership and will be instead opening his own stores given your deep <laughs> right. merchandising history who do you think will be longer better faster stronger oh that's the worst singing <laughs> i've ever done in my life oh my um gap stores or yay stores who who survives oh out god. of this
1: oh my god actually makes me wonder. actually the, the option of this question is who has a better chance of running their own stores yay or instacart you know that's actually what i was starting to think about too oh my god my god i'd want to say gap but i think i'd actually have to go with yay because oh my I, god. I feel like it's but this is kind of like picking between broccoli and brussels sprouts i don't like either option for longevity at this point
0: yeah i mean that, both like i hope kind of, gap
1: but man i know that my heart's guy, with
0: gap but yeah Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's you're in a you're in a rough spot.
1: Uh, Chris, last question. All right. Total Halloween spending is expected to reach an all time high of 10.6 billion this year off of, I think, 10.1 billion last year. And the most popular costume items for kids are Spider-Man and princesses. And for adults. Yeah, I know. Right. And for adults, surprisingly to me, it was a witch and a vampire.
0: Yeah, that's easy. I mean, yeah. most people have that stuff. Most closets, popular. Right? Yeah.
1: But no, I mean, those is to purchase. Right. And oh, so purchase. Yeah. So. Oh, the yeah. Purchase OK. Is new. Okay. So, OK. And have you ever dressed as either one of those, a vampire or a witch? And if not, what is your most memorable Halloween costume? Or maybe you can answer both of those if you have.
0: Um, I think I've definitely dressed as a witch. I mean, that's like the easiest thing to do. Um, no, I'm
1: meant for Halloween, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good luck, oh good Halloween. Um, awesome. my most memorable Halloween costume is when I when I went out with some girlfriends and we dressed as hashtag your mom. <laughs> so we so we dressed up as like moms and like complete with like soccer button picture buttons and everything. And believe it or not, that was the night that I uh, met my husband.
1: Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that story. Hashtag. My, my husband saw me
0: first dressed as a as a suburban mom. And that's how and I was like, this is perfect. You've seen me for the, what my life will look like for the next 25 years. So I'm just giving you a, a tease of here's what it will look like. And if you're good with me here, then, you
1: know, the next few years should work out. This might be my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> I think seriously, like this is we've we, this has been great. All right. That wraps us up. Happy birthday today to Bonnie Hunt ashley ahsoka tano ekstein and I'm sorry what yeah she's a star wars person she's a, actually she's a voice of a star wars character
0: chris asked me if he was a dork last night <laughs> and i'm just going to just like remind you of this like this might be a moment where you need to check yourself chris. star
1: wars clones star clone wars fans of star Wars will know who ashley Eckstein is so i'm, I'm playing to the
0: band, but she has yeah. four names ashley That's ahsoka tano
1: she plays ahsoka tano Oh, that, or she actually does the voice. of. A, please please continue. Ro- oh okay. Rosario Dawson actually plays the live action character, but anyway. Oh, right. I love her. Yeah, okay. right. All right, All right, see. I'm not working anymore. All right. And of course, the man who I would never for any amount of money in the world ever ever <laughs> put in charge of my kids for 1 second, Scott Bale. Uh. That Scott was, Charles? He's always in charge. No, not in my life. He's not. <laughs> and remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omnitalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news, and our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you, and we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And, as always...
0: Can I add one thing of of as we're closing? Sure. Thanks to everybody who came up to us at Grocery yes. Shop, too. Um all of you who are, have been listening who told us that you love the podcast like it really made the conference for us and we hope that you feel like you can come up to us anytime and give us feedback on the show we want to continue to make it better for you so thank you
1: yeah absolutely and there were a ton of people and almost too many people to name it'd yeah. be like the Oscars if we tried to name them all but thank you to everyone for that because it really did mean a lot and so on behalf of all of us here at OmniTalk a big thank you to everyone out there and of course as always, be careful out there
0: The OmniTalk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And Cezzle Cezzle is an innovative buy-now-pay-later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Cezzle.com Finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. It helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.